Hello, everyone. Welcome to Elder Care 911. This is Christine Till, your Elder Care Specialist, speaking in behalf of Home Instead Senior Care. Tonight, we are interviewing Martin Castline, Notary Public, of New Westminster, British Columbia. Martin is a keynote speaker at the upcoming 4070 Rule presentation being held at Queensborough Community Centre in New Westminster. The 4070 Rule means that if you are 40-ish, your parents are 70-ish, or vice versa. And it is time to start talking now about delicate issues like personal health, finances, moving, driving, end-of-life planning, etc., while everyone is still healthy before there is a crisis. Welcome to Elder Care 911 and the 4070 Rule, Martin. Thank you, Christine. It's a pleasure to be here. Martin, as a keynote speaker at the 4070 Rule presentation in New Westminster, what will you be addressing in your speech? Christine, I will be talking about wills and power of attorney documents. Can you please tell me exactly why do we need to have a power of attorney? Well, we never know if or when something is going to happen to us which will make us incompetent or, in other words, unable to look after our affairs. Things like an accident or being affected by Alzheimer's, other dementias, or a stroke. If that happens, aside from the care that you'll need, you'll also need to have somebody to step in and look after your legal and financial affairs. This can be done with an enduring power of attorney document prepared by a BC notary or a lawyer. So someone like yourself, right? Yes, yes. Awesome. So what happens when you do not have a power of attorney and you become ill or have onset of Alzheimer's or related dementias? People close to you, such as your spouse, partner, sibling, or child, or others, may have to go to court for something called comity, which is the court's authority to look after your affairs. This court application requires a lawyer with two doctor's opinions And once the court's approval is granted, the public guardian and trustee gets involved as well. And they also charge a fee. Most people don't want that. So how much would they be looking at in charges by the time they apply? Minimum. I would, I would think, I would think a minimum of $2,000 for a court, for the court application. And the public guardian and trustee's fee is a percentage based on the assets that you have. So that's all the total assets, everything that's, like if they have stocks, if they have a cabinet, sycamus, everything is totaled. Correct. Wow. So is it possible then to have a power of attorney done after one is ill or diagnosed with Alzheimer's? Not likely if they are already at the stage where they cannot look after their affairs anymore. Why is that, Martin? Well, they have to understand what they're doing. So how can you tell if they are not competent? Well, when they come into our office, we ask them a number of questions about who they are and and what's going on in the world and the kind of things that they have. And we get a pretty good idea of whether they understand the full nature and effect of what they're getting involved in. Wow. So what can they or the family do in those instances where they do not have a power of attorney? Well, if they're still competent, they can call their local BC notary, or if they have a pen handy, um, the audience can write down my number at 604-526-7800. 
or see my website at martinthenotary.com. That's M-A-R-T-I-N-T-H-E notary.com. If they're no longer competent, I would suggest they contact a lawyer for legal advice. Then can you tell us, Martin, how expensive is it to have a power of attorney set in place with the registration included? Relatively inexpensive. They are typically drawn for between $125 and $150, and there is no registration process for that at this time. So they don't have to be registered in some corporate registry somewhere or, or anything like that? No. Okay. That's how much I understand about everything. What is the difference between a regular power of attorney and what you called an enduring power of attorney? Well, the regular power of attorney does not continue when somebody becomes to the stage of where they are incompetent, whereas the enduring power of attorney does continue. So is that two separate individuals, two separate documents? There are two separate documents, yes. So, I mean, and it's really based on the, the wording. So say you wanted to have one of your children have be your attorney or have your power of attorney, in other words, in looking after your finances, then can you have that same person be your attorney or have your power of attorney or your your uh, enduring power of attorney on the other document as well? It's not a good idea. The best overall is draw an enduring power of attorney which will look after the legal and financial affairs and continue when that incompetency arises, oh, should it happen. Very interesting. So when an enduring power of attorney or with an enduring power of attorney in place, what happens then when one is incapacitated, so to speak? It will allow the appointed person to look after the legal and financial affairs and avoid the court application for the committee that we talked about earlier. Okay. Martin, is there anything else we should know about power of attorneys? They're a great planning tool. Here's an example that a lot of people are not aware of. A lot of British Columbians own their own home with a spouse or a partner, and for many it is their largest financial asset. If the home had to be sold to pay for care costs for a spouse that had become disabled, for an example, or just because the home could no longer be maintained, spouses or partners cannot sign the real estate sale documents for each other. Many people assume that they can sign for each other just like a joint bank account. With real estate, that is not the case. A power of attorney would be the tool to work here. Without it, people were forced to go to considerable legal expense for the court order called comity that I spoke about a few minutes ago. I typically suggest that one choose a partner or a spouse and somebody else to act as a secondary in case the first person could not act. However, I must say that trust is paramount when you're choosing somebody to act on your behalf under a power of attorney document. What type of power attorney do you handle? Mostly enduring power of attorneys and occasionally restricted power of attorneys for certain matters such as real estate transactions if somebody's going to be away or unavailable for a time period. Then do you handle the representation agreements that I've heard of? Can you tell us what a representation agreement is? No, I don't prepare, but, but a representation agreement is a document that allows one to appoint one person to look after their legal and financial affairs and another person to look after their health care matters. Are you saying then, Martin, that we should have both types of powers of attorney, the regular power of attorney that handles our finances and the representation agreement? 
No, for some, as planning tools, the power of attorney will be sufficient, as spouses have the right in British Columbia to make medical decisions for each other. Others may wish to have the representation agreement only. If one has a regular power of attorney that handles their finances and no representation agreement, is that workable? Oh, yes. When is the best time to get a power of attorney set up, Martin? Now, or in my humble opinion, about a week before you know when that incompetency is going to start. <laughs> okay, we can be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else would you recommend we do once the power of attorney is all set up? Have a will prepared, or if you have one, review it to make sure that everything is still in order and it is the way you would wish it to be. There's a lot of people that have wills and powers of attorney, but they haven't been updated. Do you need to update those regularly? Occasionally. I suggest that they, you pick up the documents once a year and just look at them and make sure that everything is still in order. The, the guardian that you have chosen for any minor children, if that's the case, are still appropriate. The executors are still appropriate. They live in the province. They have not moved out of the country. Those kind of things. Well, this has been most informative. Martin, you have been awesome to be able to interview this evening and in the past. We learned things about powers of attorney that we certainly do not know or didn't know before we spoke with you. I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Thanks, Christine. It's been a pleasure speaking to you this evening. This has been Christine Till, your elder care specialist with Home Instead Senior Care of Port Coquitlam, British Columbia, speaking with Martin Castline, Notary Public of New Westminster, British Columbia. Martin will be speaking at the 4070 Rural Presentation at Queensboro Community Center, 920 Ewan Avenue, New Westminster, British Columbia, being held on November the 4th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The presentation is free to everyone who attends, and a complimentary light lunch will be served. Be sure to reserve your seat by calling Home Instead Senior Care at 604-552-3322. Two, four.